the blessed opportunity it is for us to study the word of God one more time. Um, I'm looking forward to sharing with you all as far as our time of uh, study is concerned. And it is my hope and prayer that uh, you will be blessed by today's uh, lesson. Before we get started, let me, if I could, uh, ask that we will bow ahead for a word of prayer as we sense and seek God's movement and um, uh, what it is that the Lord would desire for us to know as far as our time of study is concerned. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we come to you right now and we want to thank you for this wonderful opportunity to study your word, to learn, to grow, uh, to become better as far as being disciples for you. We pray right now, God, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, the master rabbi, that you would teach us your precepts and let your word be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. Show yourself mighty and strong, O oh God, and we will bless your name for that. And now, God, give us ears to hear. Give us the heart to appreciate and give us the hands to work what we glean as far as this lesson is concerned. It is in Jesus name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, as we continue our study um, on the letter that Peter wrote to the church, um, I call your attention today to first Peter chapter uh, three, and we want to look at verses eight through verse 17, verses eight through 17. We want to focus on uh, those uh, verses as far as our time is concerned. And this particular uh, lesson is really going to deal with suffering. It's going to deal with suffering. Uh, how do we, as the people of God, handle those suffering moments that will eventually come our way. I, I would dare say that none of us will go through this life unscathed. Um, none of us uh, will go through this life unscathed. And what I mean by that is that all of us sooner or later will have to go through um, moments of suffering. We don't like it. But unfortunately, it is part of the sinful reality that we find ourselves contending. So how do we handle suffering um, and how do we handle people who mistreat us? So we want to unpack this in a very meaningful way that hopefully and prayerfully will be a blessing as far as your life and your discipleship are concerned. So. Let's do our, uh, what I like to call, let's mark up the text and um, let's begin to hopefully and prayerfully do some good work. Looking at 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 8, and it reads, Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers. Be tenderhearted. Be courteous not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. 
Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to those open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. And who is he who will harm you if you become followers of what is good? Behold, even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you are blessed and do not be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear having a good conscience. And when they defame you as evildoers, those who revile your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed. For it is better if it is the will of God to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. So let's mark up this text. Let's mark up this reading. Um, Finally, I want you to circle the word finally. There's a reason that Paul is putting that particular word in here because he is transitioning us from talking about submission to talking about suffering. So circle the word final. Final, all of you be of one mind. I want you to highlight that phrase, all of you be of one mind. I want you to highlight the phrase, having compassion for one another. I want you to highlight the phrase, love as brothers. I want you to highlight the phrase, be courteous. I want you to highlight the phrase, be tenderhearted rather. And then I want you to highlight the phrase, be courteous. Okay. All right. This is just verse eight. And I'm going to unpack this in a very wonderful way in just a moment. Verse nine, if you would um, highlight that whole verse, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing. Knowing that you are called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. Okay. As we move forward to verse 10, we see for he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. If you would just highlight that whole passage. This is this is a quotation of Psalm 34. You know, that famous psalm that says, oh, taste and see that the uh, Lord is good. This is that psalm. Okay. And, and, and Peter is quoting this particular psalm. You know, where it talks about, oh, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Yeah, that, that psalm, that's the psalm that he is quoting. He is quoting verses uh, uh, 12 through 16. So I want you to highlight that. Let's look at verse 13. And who is it who will be harmed for you who have become followers of what is good? Verse 14, if you would highlight verse 14. <clears throat> verse 14. 
And look at verse 15, but sanctify the Lord your God in your hearts and be ready to give good defense. Circle the word sanctify. Circle the word a defense. All right. Verse 16, having a good conscience, underline the word good conscience. And then highlight the phrase, they defame you as evildoers. And then if you would highlight verse 17. All right. Now, hopefully and prayerfully, you all have uh, got your uh, biblical text marked up. Uh, this is so that you, whenever you want to, you can go back, review, and it's uh, certain words, certain phrases stick out to you uh, as far as, as that is concerned. All right. So remember, I said in verse eight, uh, Peter uses this word finally now. Um, the word finally is not that Peter is ending this letter, but he is transitioning. He is sending uh, a signal that he is transitioning. And what Peter is transitioning from is having talked about submission. Um, slaves, be obedient to your masters. Husbands, wives, submit to your husbands. Uh, things of that sort where he was talking about submission. He is now transitioning to talking about another S. And that's suffering, suffering. And what we want to do is uh, we want you to understand that in this text, Peter is giving some practical principles for living peacefully with one another, as well as within a hostile pagan environment. You got to understand that the movement of the following of Jesus Christ is relatively new. It is weird to a lot of people. Uh, the culture in which Peter was dealing with, uh, they had a multiplicity of gods, particularly the Romans had their gods. And of course the Greek had their gods and, and they interchanged the name between the two gods. They kind of had similar gods that did similar things. They were just named differently, but they had a multiplicity of gods. They had the god of war, uh, the god of agriculture, uh, the god of the sun, the god of the moon, uh, the, the god of fertility. They uh, had gods and goddesses, rather. So here is Peter following a monotheistic understanding of who God is, that is one God, but now he's lifting up the name of Jesus Christ. And so as Peter is lifting up the name of Jesus Christ, uh, there is major hostility against Christians. First of all, from the Jews, okay, from those who practice Judaism. And remember, Paul used to be a persecutor of the church. He is now a planter of the church. So you still got these major divisions as far as Judaism is concerned when it comes to Christianity. And what is happening is, is that Paul is trying to give those who follow Jesus insight into how they ought to conduct themselves with each other 
as well as with the pagan culture. All right. Y'all with me so far? OK, good. So let's look at, at, at what he talk, what he talks about as far as the pagan culture. So in verse eight, he says, be of one mind. Number one, have compassion for one another. Number two, love as brothers. Number three, be tenderhearted. Number four, be courteous. Number five. Those are five things that Peter is telling those who follow Jesus how we ought to conduct ourselves. Now, let's let's talk about this for a moment. So all of you be a one man. Really, what what Peter is saying here is you, you got to have unity. There has to be unity. There has to be harmony. All right. This 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 all of you be a one man. Uh, in a sense, really refers to being together as we do the common work of spreading the gospel, of having uh, similar attitudes and ideas. Okay. Now let's 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 not get this twisted. Unity does not mean uniformity. Because there were many different types of Christian from many different types of backgrounds in Peter's audience. Peter knew that the harmony would be possible if they understood, quote, the sheet music they were playing. So the sheet music that they were playing at that particular time really focused on the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the gospel of Jesus Christ goes back to the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus. And it is the death, burial, and resurrection of the person of Jesus that brings all of us together. And so as we operate from appreciating the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, uh, we move in harmony. Now, let me, if I could, just really talk about what harmony looks like. Harmony looks like this, that in music, when you are harmonious, each person or each section has his or her part, different notes from the chords that make different harmonies, different music. Our harmonies basically are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Okay. So the gifts of the Holy Spirit allow for us to play different notes as far as the orchestra of the music of the church is concerned, as far as the work of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ is concerned. So when we operate in our gifts in the way that the spirit intends, we move in what? Harmony. Okay which means that when you do what you're supposed to do, I do what I'm supposed to do, we understand our lanes, then we move in harmony and we live in harmony. This is how we're able to do what God will have for us to do. So, so first of all, being of one mind. The next one is having compassion. Basically, that means being sympathetic. That, that means you're sharing in the need and the concerns of others. You, you have a sensitivity and a compassion toward others that you appreciate each other. Why? Because of our same relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay. So we're called to be sympathetic. We're called to be responsive to people's feelings. And so you can't go around as Christian talking about, I don't care how so-and-so, so-and-so feel. It's kind of hard. 
if you're going to be an, an authentic follower of Jesus Christ. Now, you, you can't, of course, allow for those feelings to uh, dictate how you move as far as the gospel is concerned. But you got to got to have some sense of, of, of sympathy as far as that's concerned. All right. The other one is love as brothers. Now, I want you to understand that the word love here is filio, filio. That is where we get the word Philadelphia. This is a friendship love, not an agape love. All right. This is friendship love. All right. All right. I I want you all to to, to hear me. This Philadelphia. This is friendship love. All right. Love as brothers, love as friends. All right. This is not relative love. He is talking about love as friends. All right. This is not agape love. This is philia or Philadelphia. This is where we get the word for the city of Philadelphia. All right. The city of brotherly love. This is us being called to what? Love as brothers and sisters in Christ. This is the special love that ought to draw all of us together as Christians. All right. For those of us who are Christians, we're called to love not only agape, but also friendship. Okay. All right. The next one, be tenderhearted. And basically being tenderhearted basically means that we are conscious of other need and we want to do all that we can to uh, help people that are in need. That we as believers ought to be deeply touched and moved by the hurts, the pains, the needs, and the joy of fellow believers and act to help them. All right. And then the last one is be courteous, be courteous. And and this idea of being courteous really is a sense of humility. It means you got to be honest about who you are before the Lord. Um, Be courteous, not a doormat. uh, But know who you are before the Lord. You don't negate your own worth or abilities, but you don't inflate them either, all right? Instead, when you operate from a position of humility, you can honestly view your characteristics and your abilities with thankfulness before God. In other words, you know you're not as bad as you think you are or as persons will make you think you are, but you're not as superior as your ego may tell you you are, okay? Humility allows for us to be able to encourage one another and rejoice with each other when it comes to success. When you are humble, you're not jealous of somebody. When you're humble, you can celebrate the advancements and the achievements of others uh, without being jealous. 
Okay, it's not that that false humility. Now, humility, another word for humility can be meekness. But again, meekness does not mean weakness. All right. Let's look at verse nine as we move forward as far as this concern. When we look at verse nine, we see that in verse nine, um, Peter is telling us, don't do evil for evil. Don't do get back for get back. Don't do payback for payback. All right. Um, Don't send insult for insult. All right. Now, what I want you to understand is this is how Peter 